What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of It Be Like That. Yep, that's it. Um, it's just me this week, and originally it was Patrick that was going to record the solo episode, but both of us just got into a mess of things yesterday. Um, so for Patrick, you know, he didn't realize that uh, he was ordering the fight yesterday, and the fight for UFC was being done actually in Dubai. And so the, the fight started at 11 a.m. Uh, our time over here, which was absolutely crazy. And uh, so Patrick, you know, and the Angry Dad hung out, watched the fight, and honestly, he just lost track of time. So he wasn't able to, to do that. As for me, I, I know that Patrick said that I'd, I'd talk about it, and I'll talk about it just for a little bit here. Um, so uh, uh, a little less than a month ago or maybe about a month ago, um, my uncle passed away. And uh, this is an uncle on my father's side. Um, His name is Ken Smith. And, um, you know, I've known Ken, of course, for a long time. And uh, we went to a celebration of life that my aunt put together, which was absolutely wonderful. Uh, She did a really good job. There are all these pictures all over the place of him with family and friends, and funny enough, like I found a, a really old picture of me and him where I'm giving him a high five uh, that she had up there, and she tried to get like everybody that was in the room that was going to be there, she put pictures of them up in the room, and it was really cool. And then I got to see my aunt uh, from Texas. She also came, and that was a little awkward because, yeah, we're, I mean, we're kind of estranged from her just because she lives in Texas. She doesn't really visit outside of Texas very often. And when she did, it was just like little bits and pieces there. But, um, you know, she may have had a little bit too much and uh, conversations went in directions that necessarily shouldn't have happened, I think, at, you know, a funeral or a celebration life for somebody else. And that I will not get into. I will talk with other people about in private, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, it was a somber day, but it was a good day too, and, you know, Ken was a really good guy, um, you know, he married my aunt, he had been married before and had some kids, and then divorced his wife, met my aunt when she was about 21, and they'd been married ever since, and, yeah, he he's a stubborn guy, very, very stubborn that seems to run in our family uh, as it is, um, but uh, just 
you know, I I always know that Ken is a good guy because without asking and you know, he was always kind to my grandmother and they always took care of her, especially towards the last years of her life. You know, he spent so much time in care with her that um, I, I can never be grateful enough for what he did for our family. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely was an old school guy. <clears throat> One of those guys where, like, you know, you shouldn't cry. You don't really show a whole lot of emotions. But, you know, he he's family. He, he was always good to my aunt. And, uh, you know, he's definitely going to be missed by everybody from his kids to, you know, our family to especially my aunt, you know, who was with him for 40, you know, 46, 47 years, something like that. And so it's just, yeah, it's absolutely, you know, it's heartbreaking because we're getting into that, that point now, you know, or I'm getting to that point in my life where, you know, family is not going to be around much longer. And it's, it's stuff that I, you know, I don't like to think about because then, you know, of course you always think about like your own immortality or mortality, I should say. And, um, <laughs> I don't want to be in the space of, well, you're next. No, but it makes you also think about things that you need to do. You know, eventually you're going to have to talk to your parents about, Hey, what are your wishes? What do you want? What is it that's going to happen? And, uh, of course, that always starts running through your head whenever you do these things. So that's where I was almost all day. We, we were out in Oroville. And Oroville is about two and a half hours from here. It's about an hour-ish outside of Sacramento. Um, it's a little small town, you know, outside of Marysville. And Marysville is like a medium, maybe, sized town. You know, they're still kind of like, it feels like a bigger town than it should. It actually, it's weird because while we were out there, it all kind of feels like you're in a town that a horror movie could be set in, right? Just it's old school, uh, you know, not a whole lot going on in the streets, some really old style buildings. There was a cool like brick style uh, high school that was there. It was like a two story high school all made out of pure brick. Absolutely beautiful place. But it's weird just to see that type of thing like here in California when you live in the Bay Area and everything is so like building, 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 tall building, tall building, uh, you know, kind of cramped together housing, all this stuff, traffic, people. And then you go into these areas and there's like traffic, but it's mostly like, you know, thoroughfare traffic, people just passing through, going somewhere else. But this, the town itself is pretty like small and has that like hometown feeling, you know, that you see even in like a, a you know teenage high school drama or something like something you'd almost see out of the Midwest. That like what I imagine the Midwest to be like. Like if you go outside of your major cities in the Midwest, right, where it's it takes a while to get to anything, and if you want to do something, you know, you're kind of just either stuck, especially as a kid, you're stuck in the area that you're at, and you just kind of go and do what's available to you. And then uh, if you want to go see a movie, you it's a trip to go in to see a movie or, you know, you're going to go shopping and either you have like a little local grocery store that everybody goes to. But if you want to go to something major, you go, you know, into town and that's a good 45 minute drive to go into town to go and get the other stuff, the bigger stuff that you want. Like, you know, you want to go to a Costco and it's an hour drive to go to the Costco, stuff like that. And so... It's just interesting, like, you know, people always ask, like, where would you want to be? And I, I kind of always like this type of life, like, just because everything's so close to you and everybody's so near to you, 
and you know and it's funny because the the one aunt she's like you know everybody gets so attached to family and everything's just there but sometimes you just need to move and i'm kind of like in that mindset we're like oh well you know family's basically here and you know everybody's around and it's hard would be very hard to like get out of this area and especially when you don't know anybody why move you know far away unless it's to a place where everybody's at or like a bunch of people that you know are going to be in the area and you can hang out it's a lot better nowadays with things you know like communication wise for you to talk to everybody or know what everybody's doing what's going on you know and with me with video games it's easy to you know keep in contact with everybody that you know if you play together you know you all play a game together and you all enjoy everything together and it's it's great but still like just jumping into that situation, you know, if I had done it in my, you know, 20s, maybe 30s, it'd be different. In my 40s, I just kind of feel like picking up and just going somewhere and moving, it's just, I, I don't know, like, how do you create friends? How do you create another community in another place, especially the type of person that I am? It might be really rough, but, uh, you know, it's something that you know, people people could do. And, uh, I just, I like, you know, even if I move somewhere else, I'd probably look for more, you know, urban area or closer into something rather than say going in the middle of the state somewhere. And while having a nice kind of isolated life at the same time, you know, what, what am I going to do? I, everybody's different, but you know, if I were to move somewhere, it would definitely somebody or somewhere that's a little more woodsy. Cause I really do like, like the forest and those nature type things like mountain type of living, I think would be really cool to be able to do, you know, and, uh, just a little more nature. If I'm going to do that, not like going out in the middle of where it's like super flat and everything like that. I don't know if I could do that. I'd rather just be in a city instead of being in an area like that. I, if I'm, like I said, like if it was here in California, like going up towards like the, you know, the mountains, uh, going like towards Reno in that area, like Twain Heart, those areas where there's just, it's woody woodsy and cool and you know, maybe there's some snow but at the same time you know i just would be surrounded by these awesome trees and uh awesome looks that you can get uh, over the different parts maybe you know there's going to be a, a coyote or something every once in a while but hey that's what you deal with when you live in those areas um so so yeah it was like i said it was nice and uh i really appreciative and uh you know godspeed ken and uh, it's uh it's one of those things but it's weird because too with my family you know like i don't i never really called anybody on that side uncle like it's always aunt louise aunt laura you know uncle mark you know that were directly those guys but like their spouses because none of them were like super into our lives we didn't see them every day you know growing up with my uncle, see, and that's the weird thing, like, my uncle, my Aunt Mary, you know, I still call Aunt Mary, Aunt Mary, or Mary sometimes, but, like, with, with my uncle, you know, and my mom's side, it's, I, I saw them so much, I saw my grandfather so much on that side, like, all my mom's family constantly involved with them, because they were around here, you know, and they were willing to reach out and actually spend time with us. Whereas on my dad's side, it's, you know, it's mixed. They kind of do, kind of don't. Now they want to, like, 
you know, as they're getting later on in their life, they want to now reconnect. And it's like, um, that's weird that you do this. Like, why, why didn't you try to know me before? You know, why didn't you try to know me growing up? And, um, but I can't hold that against them at the same time. Like, I don't want to be mean about it. And, uh, I'm, I definitely, it's not like I'm holding political views against other people or whatever. I don't really give a shit about that. I have so many friends that see differently than I do. And you have a conversation and then you're done with the conversation and you have an argument, you're done with the fucking argument. And then you're just family or your friends. And that's it. I don't really give a shit. You can think the way you want to think. I'm never going to let that ruin the relationship between us. I'll just let you go. Okay, whatever. Like, like I'll let you go and say what you're going to say, and maybe I'll say something back. Maybe I won't. And that's just how I want to, like, you know, live with these things. It just doesn't make sense uh, to, like, ruin everything because of that or not talk to somebody because of that. But, again, that's just me. It's different things. So, enough with the doom and gloom and all of this stuff. This is going to be a relatively short episode. I just want to talk about a couple of things in this episode. Of course, we were going to go through, I'm going to go through the picks between Patrick and I and help, uh, you know, talk about how everybody's doing in the league like we normally would on a regular episode. Um, and then uh, the other thing that I want to do is I want to talk about two events that happened, two gaming events that happened, and a little bit of gaming news, not a whole lot of gaming news, and um, a little bit about, you know, Halloween ends just again because we we really haven't had it. You can actually, in terms of Halloween ends, go check out Patrick's like review and my review. We both didn't really like it very much. Patrick absolutely hated it. I in in my thoughts, and I know that my video review is almost like instantaneously, and I've thought about it more. It's been a couple, you know, at least a week or two since it's come out, and. You know, we've we've thought a lot about it, um, or I've thought about about it, and again, I think I'm at the stance for everything that um, if it wasn't Halloween ends, right, and it wasn't touted as the whole, you know, it's Michael Myers and Laurie Strode's final battle, and then they do this complete, like, 180 with it. I think that I would have been fine with it. I would have been like, uh, okay, I think, you know, oh, okay. You know, the, I guess the whole thing is like evil never really ends. It just transfers, right? That's like kind of like the thing that's going on here because you're setting up like almost a new Michael Myers. But why couldn't it have just been like it's the memory of Michael Myers. You You meet this character and, you know, even if he just finds Michael's mask, you know, and then he like gets it because he's he's such a he's not necessarily an outcast. I mean he is he is an outcast. I guess you can say that. And what everybody's putting upon him, and because he made a mistake, but everybody thinks he's a ruthless killer, and then he just takes the mantle because society is doing this to him. And then he, you know he's going to be like like Michael Myers, even though Michael Myers like say at this point like if this was just the Halloween after Halloween ends, like Michael Myers is dead, but you know what? They need somebody else. They want to fear somebody, then fine, they're gonna fucking fear me. Perfectly fine, great, love it, wonderful. But as a send off to the shape and to Michael Myers, it is absolute trash. Uh, it's just not what, what it should have been. And yeah, okay. Michael Myers is an old guy and you know, he can't do what he did, but yet Laurie Strode can still beat the crap out of him and do all these things. And in, you know, 
Halloween Kills, he's not a, a young guy either. He's still an old guy. He's a really old guy in that movie. Like, how do you not defend this, but don't defend Halloween Kills? Like, he, there's no way that he was able to, like, kill all those people. Even in the Halloween remake, he's still an old guy. You know, it's not that long ago. It's not like it's been 20 years since the last Halloween that came out, and it's the same guy, and instead of him being 50, he's, you know, or 70, he's 90, or 60, he's 80 now. And, yeah, I get it, but... In the last movie, he was an unstoppable fucking force to where a whole group of people, the mob, totally beat the shit out of him, but he was still able to survive and then come back and kill everybody in the goddamn mob because he grew more powerful on fear and killing and all this stuff, and you're, you're making the supernatural thing, and then you go over to this one, and he's weak as fuck, like, he, oh, now, now he's just a man, like, but that's not how you set him up. You set up this like supernatural thing that's going on. And now what? You put him in the movie for less than 10 minutes? About? It's just, you know, as the end to this, the way they're building up this trilogy, that's where I have the problem with it. And again, if it was its own side story, maybe I wouldn't be as enthralled in it. It's not to say I don't like it. It's just that even in the theater, I kept asking myself, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you, you going along this route? And I I couldn't figure it out. And even there's a there's a Fangoria article that came out that talks about how, you know, after the movie came, it's, it's going to infuriate a lot of fans. Okay, that's great. If you wanted to go the Halloween 3 route, just go the side story route. And, and honestly, Halloween 3 is not a bad film. It's not the best. Everybody seems to love this thing, and I have this feeling it's, it's this cult type of thing that's going on that, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, when you first saw it, and even, you know, the, the great Joe Bob Briggs quote that they had for it, where it was, you know, he, he hates it because there's no Michael Myers. And that's what, what ruined the idea that John Carpenter had, where the first film was... You know, it's going to be just a story of, you know, this with Laurie Strode and the shape and everything like that. And then the second one was going to be a different one. But because Michael Myers was such a popular character, the shape was such a popular character that people wanted to see more of it. The studios were like, OK, that's where you're going to get. We need Halloween, two, and we need it to be the shape again. And it, Halloween, two again, a lot of people don't like it as much, but it's fine for what it is. And uh, I think it's better than people give it its its credit for, but it ruins Halloween three. And Halloween three should have had its own, you know, its own time in the sun to be its own thing, right? And then it could have continued off. But because again, people wanted more Michael Myers, you wanted more of the shape, you want more of this, it ruined it. And that's kind of what is happening with this movie. It's the same exact thing. And again, I bet you in you know 20 years when you look back upon halloween ends it's going to be this cult classic that everybody loves and they're going to say i don't understand why people didn't like it so much back then and i'm going to be right it's going to be that you know if you take for what it is and you took it as a standalone movie it's fine if you take it as a end to the story it is not fine and that's just where i feel that's personally and i know patrick just absolutely utterly hates it and uh he he could say his own thing 
uh, for what it is, or just go watch his review that he put up on. I think it's on his TikTok, it's on his YouTube channel, and a, a couple other places that you can check it out. Um, so why don't we just get into the football picks, and we'll talk some quick video game news, and then we will be uh, finished for the episode. So we have a couple games that's going on today. Um, we've got uh, the the first game already finished, which was Arizona and uh new orleans and arizona won that game handily 42 to 34 and the 34 i think those last points are garbage time points so we had a bunch of people in the group uh that got it right i think everybody in the group that picked it picked the right you know right outcome for it uh, only three people forgot their picks but uh, a couple of us didn't know whether or not it was worth putting a ton of points on there, except for uh, the Angry Dad, which needs to stay in the lead, uh, since I believe he currently has the lead. So the leading, the way everything shakes out right now is that the Angry Dad's in first uh, with 385 points. Uh, X-Files, Ito, is trailing him by only three points at 382. Then you got Patrick, who's actually in third place at 376. Uh, CRZ, I think that is either... Um, I, th I think that's Brett, and Brett's in fourth at 373. I think Rick's in fifth at 366. Then you got Josh at two or 349 at seventh. I'm in sixth right now. A tied. I'm in sixth. Sorry, Rick's in fifth. I'm in sixth. I'm only a point behind Rick. Um, you got Alex at 344 in eighth. Brig at 328 in ninth, and Quinn bringing up the rear at an even 300. So we're getting into uh, the the end of everything that's going on. Well, not the end of everything. We're at week seven today. So we're almost at the halfway point. In two more weeks, we'll be in the halfway point. And that's when people are going to have to start making some wild uh, confidence picks if they want to move up. But right now, I mean, the difference between uh, – it's 85 points between last place and first place in the thing. But, like, the middle of the pack is about 20 points. So a bad week could just make everything good you know, for some people. And then I know some people showed up late. So some of their drops are zero. And that's going to make it rough because you're not going to be able to if you have a worse week than your current drop, then you're not going to be able to, you know, get those as just points uh, going forward. But a zero drop is still not that bad. I mean, it's if you fucked up that bad, and you know, you only have one zero drop, then you're, you're perfectly fine. All right. So the games that are going on uh, today, because this episode is getting released on Sunday, and again, apologize, just weren't able to record it on Saturday. Uh, we've got Cincinnati, and they are playing Atlanta in Cincinnati. Both of us are going with the Bengals. You got Detroit playing in Dallas. Uh, both of us are going with Dallas as well. You got Washington, or sorry, Indianapolis at Tennessee. And both of us are going with Tennessee. There's not going to be a whole lot of difference on these picks. And this season is absolutely wild. Any of these games could go either way. It's really, it's not whether or not you got the right pick this year. And really, totally this year, it's did you put your confidence points in the right places? You know, you got to figure out what is going to be the guaranteed, but not every game is going to be guaranteed. And who knows? Maybe Atlanta's going to come back and beat Cincinnati. And we'll have, because Cincinnati's O-line has been fucking terrible. Um, you got Washington at Green Bay. Both of us are going with Green Bay. Again, that's one of those ones where it's a confidence point thing. I don't think Washington's doing as well, but Green Bay's offense has not been there this year. Just has not. Uh, you've got Carolina at Tampa Bay with Carolina now giving up, uh, Christian McCaffrey to your San Francisco 49ers. Um, then 
he it's they're just they're going into full rebuilding mode. Uh, they just fired their head coach. They're full tanking, full rebuilding. You know, maybe get a quarterback, get rid of Baker Mayfield. Who knows? Both of us are going with Tampa Bay on this one. You got the Giants at Jacksonville. Man, I thought we'd be a little different here, and both of us are going with the Giants uh, on this. Uh, you've got Vegas at Houston, um, and um, I don't, I don't know what the team that Patrick's going with. Let's see, it's something, something about Pirates. No, that's not the right thing. What, what is the Las Vegas team's name? You know, it's the Knights, right? No, no, that's their hockey team. Um, uh, is it the Flugly Florps? Uh, God damn it! What what is the name of the the fucking Las Vegas? They moved from somewhere and they went somewhere else. They, oh yes, the Raiders. So Patrick's going with the Raiders, uh, and uh, I am going with the Raiders as well uh, for this. And uh, then you've got let's see, Seattle is playing at the Chargers, and he's going with the Chargers, and I'm going with the Chargers. I I am almost I almost flipped that game, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the Chargers, to be honest. Uh, Justin Herbert's still playing well, even though he's had those bruised ribs, those crack ribs. Uh, but we'll see what's what's going on with there. I mean, this is surprising. We've got Kansas City at San Francisco today. Big game. Kirsten McCaffrey is making his start, which is crazy to me that uh, getting on the team on Thursday and then all of a sudden starting on Sunday uh, is, is absolutely nuts. But, uh, Patrick's going with the 49ers and I'm going with the 49ers and the, either this is a, for me, it's definitely a Homer pick. I'm going to tell you a hundred percent. This is a fucking Homer pick, but uh, maybe Patrick thinks either that they're going to, you know, um, upset or that they have a better chance or this is a division thing. So, uh, yeah, it looks like with everything, we have no differing picks this week whatsoever. You got Pittsburgh at Miami, uh, and he's got Miami, I've got Miami, and then you got New England and Chicago, and both of us have New England. Again, Chicago, it's another Monday night game, um, and Miami and fucking, you know, can't they flex that, Miami and New England? That's a terrible Sunday night game. Uh, it should have been flexed for Kansas City and San Francisco to play the fucking night game tonight. That would have been a better one, but Fox probably doesn't want to give that one up because the afternoon games are just kind of meh. Uh, overall. So we'll see what happens with all that. I, I think there might be a change in one of my games. I'm still not sure about that fucking charger game. Uh, I want the, the course, you know, fucking Seattle to lose. So that way they drop off uh, and, you know, we can keep the division lead for everything. So, all right. So moving on into something different. Topic. Uh, let's talk about some video game news for a sec. So the ones that I want to talk about, and I really did want to talk about this with Patrick and everything, but I just want to go over it and I'll get his actual impressions next time. So there were two big horror game related, uh, things that happened over the last couple of days. And the first thing is the Silent Hill showcase. Okay. They called it Silent Hill transmission. Uh, I'm very excited. I know Patrick's very excited. I know Crystal's very excited. I know a lot of people are very excited because we are getting more Silent Hill games. Like finally, it has been years. There was that PT project that happened with Guillermo del Toro and Hideki, uh, not Hideki, uh, what's his name? Kojima. Um, and maybe it is Hideki Kojima. Uh, um, whatever, but with, with the both of them and, uh, what's his name from the walking dead, whose name escapes me right now. 
Um, but they they were going to do this thing. They released that teaser. It was in first person, and it got creepier and creepier. And it was it was actually pretty good, pretty good for like a little playable teaser that they put out there. And then Konami scrapped the whole project and tried to erase everything that ever had to do with that. And it sucks because that would have been interesting. And and that I it led to us getting Death Stranding instead. And I kind of wish we had gotten the Silent Hill game instead of Death Stranding. But, you know, that's the way things go. And we actually are getting a sequel to that as well. So now it's been years. And now it, they did a whole, like, they did a giant announcement. It was like a 90-minute showcase. And unfortunately, a lot of that was just dead air. Um and uh, they they started off with a bang, and we're getting a remake to Silent Hill 2, like a complete rebuild for Silent Hill 2, uh, that is going to be console exclusive to the PlayStation uh, for the first year, for the first 12 months, and then it's going to go out. And it makes sense, because the original Silent Hill 2 was a PlayStation exclusive on PS2, right? It later came out, I think, in the HD remakes that they did, where they put it on the different consoles, but... It's Silent Hill's been a PlayStation brand, so it makes sense that Sony would dive in and be like, hey, it's going to be exclusive for a time. It's going to be available on PC at the exact same time, so if you have a PC that can run it, get it on PC. You'll be able to play it just fine, or, you know, wait a year, and then you'll be able to play it, just like old exclusives used to do on Xbox when they would get a bunch of stuff and we'd have to wait a year, and now it's just Xbox's turn to wait for it. And again, with Xbox, it's one of those things that uh, I just get into nowadays that you know, there isn't anything that I can't play on an Xbox that I can't play on the PC nowadays. And it's because I have a PC that can do it. I didn't have a PC that could do it. So I'd have to wait if I was in that you know zone. But I tend to go with Sony more often than not. And I'm not like a Sony fanboy. It's just what I like to get my exclusives on because they have had just exclusives that are only on PlayStation for, you know, and it could be years. And now they're starting to branch off and realize, hey, we can put our games on PC too, like our really big popular games. But a lot of role-playing games that, that have come out that are only on the PlayStation haven't come anywhere else. And that's what I like to play. So PlayStation, that's that's the way that, that I'm going. But I, I don't know about this. Again, I'm even like torn with the Dead Space remake, with the Callisto Protocol remake, you know, or not remake, Crystal Protocol that's coming out. I, I don't know if I want to play them on a console. It, it, it'd be easier to play them on a console for some things, to do some things. Um, but I can still plug in a controller to my PC and play it that way. So, you know, it's other than space um, and maybe the game being sometimes less, like $10 less, but like performance-wise, it still looks cleaner and I, that's what I want to I, I want to play it on, you know. So then this thing's gonna become my my role playing game thing because I can't get them all there. So who knows? I hope not. But you know, I'll God of War. You know that is definitely over there on the PlayStation, the only place that I'm gonna be able to play it for the time being. So there'll still be stuff that I'll I'll definitely use it for uh, out there. So yeah, let's get back to Silent Hill. So you have that. Then there is uh, a Silent Hill uh, game called Townfall from Annapurna Interactive, who does a lot of like artsy, more like, um, like they're not necessarily action games, but it's kind of like more of like a a story driven and interactive type of environment. Um, and this one is supposed to be more on the lines of something like Until Dawn, where it's more like a not necessarily an adventure type of game sorry got the hiccups for some reason but uh more of a um like 
I don't know, point and click type adventure. But not point and click. If you've ever played the un, the, the Until Dawn or the Man of Mer, Merdan or the Dark Anthology type games, the Quarry, you'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, that's what it sounds like it's going to be. And then there is a movie. They're going to do another movie focused on Silent Hill 2 and trying to recreate Silent Hill 2 uh, out there. And there's going to be another game that's called Silent Hill F, which they don't know a whole lot about. And they haven't announced platforms or anything. But the teaser trailer is fucking ridiculous. All we know is that it's set in Showa-era Japan. uh, And um, it is disgusting. The end of that trailer is absolutely disgusting and it's great. I love it. Um, so looking forward to all these cool little Silent Hill things that are going to be going on uh, in the world of Silent Hill. Um, definitely the remake. I haven't played two in forever. And I remember playing one on a whim. I think I rented it from a blockbuster just because I had a weekend to not do anything. And I was like, oh, I've heard a lot about Silent Hill. Beat it in the weekend. And it was such a good game. Such a good, good game that I was just like, oh, I want to play other things. And, uh, you know, of course, everybody remembers Silent Hill 2 from, you know, with Pyramid Head and everything like that. Um, the the thing that uh, people, I think, are a little upset about is, you know, the look of uh, our main character, James. Uh, and uh, But I thought, like, Pinhead looked fine. Uh, and I thought that some of the stuff they're doing, they're really recreating everything out. There was a little bit of rumor that the original translator uh, was not asked to be a part of this. And I'm like, okay, well, you can't, you know, you did this a long time ago. And maybe they're totally rebuilding dialogue and everything from the ground up. So what do you expect to, to be in there? Uh, the other thing is that we had a bunch of Resident Evil stuff. It's funny because on the 19th, we had the Silent Hill. Then out of the middle of nowhere comes the Resident Evil showcase. <laughs> that like, oh shit, Silent Hill's coming back. We better throw something fucking together so that way we can show, uh, you know, what's going on in the Resident Evil world. So now we've got a bunch of stuff that's going off in the Resident Evil world. And there wasn't a whole lot that was like really talked about, like not a whole lot in new stuff but they did announce one new thing or they showed one new trailer for everything i'll talk about that at the end of everything so what they did talk about uh so far you know it was only this one was a lot shorter it was about 30 minutes long first thing that they did was there was a new trailer for the winter's expansion for resident evil village so they showed more about ethan's daughter rose and you know that one it's going to be more of a third person type of over the shoulder like Resident Evil 4 is. And I think that that's, you know, kind of building up to something else. Uh, the multiplayer shooter Resident Evil Reverse that's coming uh, as part of that is still coming out later this month. Um, a lot of stuff, you know, some people aren't very excited about it, but it's free for all owners of Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. And it supports crossplay, and, you know, it, it could be fun. Resident Evil Village is coming to Mac, and past games are getting Nintendo Switch Cloud versions. So the the whole Nintendo Switch Cloud just is weird. Why do I have to pay full game to run a game off of a server somewhere else so that it runs smooth on the Switch? I, I don't get that. Why would I even want to buy that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, all of those games. And that's how they're getting a lot of these games now to go on there. So, you know, you're going to get all of them. Village, Resident Evil, you know, Biohazard, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3. They're all going to be available on the Switch. But it is going to be cloud versions. Uh, and they're all getting demos. So, they'll see how they, they work over the internet connection. Um, 
and uh, we've got uh, Resident Evil 2's cloud versions on the 11th, 3 on the 18th, and 7 lands on the 16th. And Village may also uh, be on there later on. Um, lastly, the biggest thing that they had on the show was they showed gameplay from the Resident Evil 4 remake. And so that's where I say the stuff that's coming out with the DLC, I think they did it in that way to see if they could actually do it in that style um, and how it would work for Resident Evil 4. And then it's officially going on, and so there's a long gameplay. But there are people that are upset with the way the character models look in the game. Um, and some of the stuff, you know, not bad. They already have the pre-orders there. It's supposed to be coming out on March 24th of 2023. Uh, and it's available for pre-order on PS4, PS5, Xbox, X, and S, and PC. Um, which is crazy that they're still going to bring this out on the PS4 um, as well. Because those types of things sometimes can hold back on, on the way everybody does stuff. So, it's it's interesting, um, you know, that they're, they're doing this stuff. And that we got, uh, we're getting a, a bunch of Resident Evil news, two new remakes both for 4 and for Sound Hill 2. So, it, you know, I again, I know that, that uh, Patrick's very excited about it. And like I said, I know my cousin Crystal's very excited about it. And um, we'll have to see what goes on. I think Resident Evil 2, it's one of the best games, like, period. And so, or Resident Evil Sound Hill 2, I think I said Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 as well is also one of the best games. And I've never played the remake, and I probably should play the remake at some point. Um, but Silent Hill 2 is one of the best games made, period. And so I'm glad that it's getting a reboot. I just hope that they aren't trying to do almost like what the Resident Evil 2 remake did in some areas and try to recreate a bunch of other things that, you know, the, the new mechanics that it's like, why are we including this? Like the knife breaking, for example. Like you always had the knife and you could just use it. It was just really ineffective, but it was enough for you to get away. We're here. It's a little more effective, but then it breaks. It's like doing it, you know, in freaking um, The Last of Us. You know, you have your shiv and you use it against a clicker and you can't do anything more about it because you only get one against a clicker. So, nonetheless. Another thing is Modern Warfare 2 campaign is out. And it's like a, a hit. Um, and it's honestly, from what I've played of it so far, it's a lot of fun. What I'm going to praise the game about is its sound design. Its sound design is absolutely amazing. It is amazing from the way the guns sound to the way that everything moves around, especially in some of the really like high-speed areas. But it does follow a lot of the same formulas in the level design. And not to say that they're not fun, but like they're really not trying to go outside of their comfort zone in this version of Call of Duty, right? If you liked the Modern Warfare campaign, the reboot campaign in 2019, you're really going to love this. And I really, really liked that campaign, and I came to it late. Whereas with the Black Ops campaign, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't bad. It's fun, but it's not necessarily there. But, you know, it's this is just it's bonkers good. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. And there were some scenes, you know, the only thing I don't like right now is that every time I start the game, it's got to like say, I understand that there are going to be some things in this game that are probably a little more violent than they need to be. Like if I understood it the first time, why do I need to understand it? The 27th time I boot your fucking game up. I really shouldn't. So, all right, well, I'm going to just end everything there. We're going to call that an episode. Um, so, you know, I just want to do something short this morning because, of course, you know, we're 
kind of apart from each other. So the next episode, we're definitely going to have everybody here. Um, and uh, it's possible that the next episode or the episode following that, I think it's getting moved. Uh, we are going to have some guests. And so we may not actually be live on Twitch when we do it. We probably will put the video up live on Twitch. We'll, we're going to do this via Zoom because we want to make sure that uh, this the other podcast that would be joining us, which would be the PTO Unlimited podcast, um, they all can be together, all three of them, and we can do the whole thing you know, do a game, all that fun stuff together and record it at a time where everybody's readily available uh, to record a podcast. So make sure if you're not following the podcast, you follow us on things you know, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things out there. Uh, IBLT podcast or it be like that podcast available out there. Uh, make sure that, you know, if you are following the show, that you're also writing, uh, uh, leaving reviews on things, you know, like Spotify does reviews, as does, you know, Apple Podcasts, of course, but there's a lot of stuff that's out there. And you can find us on things like Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Play, Blueberry, Blueberry um, Deezer, all, all these streaming audio programs that are out there. You can definitely find us out there like that. And, uh, there is, we cut, well, Patrick, I wouldn't say we, Patrick did this and he should get the credit for it. He cut the video for, uh, Quentin out when we were asking the questions for Quentin and put it up on our YouTube. So if you want to check that out, please go over there, check it out and you can see how you can fall in love with Quentin. As for Patrick, make sure that you follow him on Twitter, big solo 64, his YouTube channel, solo 64, his Twitch channel, solo underscore 64, uh and uh, everything else that's out there i don't know if he's doing the other podcasts uh i know he was just on um the uh back in time podcast talking about halloween ends and doing that so if you want more of halloween ends and him ranting then put him over there and check out the back in time podcast and see something but i don't know if we'll see a let me show you something pod or a paranormal activity pod anytime soon though you should get on top of that as for me you can find me twitter uh t underscore t underscore podcast is where i hang out pretty much all the time on twitter so go check me out there uh toolbert if you want to see a bunch of stuff from aftershock i have a bunch of videos up there all the vlog videos are there where you can see all the different bands that i saw and what the fair looks like and all that fun stuff so go check that out uh also on the terrible terror podcast youtube channel there are the 31 and 31 uh horror movie reviews that are going on i've been doing international fantasy uh, foreign horror uh, it has been a trek. It has been fun. I really, really enjoyed everything that I've been watching so far. There's been a couple of things that have been a little bit of a letdown, to be honest with you. Uh, but for the most part, everything's been pretty good. And uh, I'm loving that I'm able to watch a bunch of actually Taiwanese horror that I've really, really enjoyed. So come check that out. See all the reviews that are going on. Uh, also, there's been a, I, it's funny because I think with the Spanish horror, I've been so much more enjoying than anything else, but there's some, been some great movies. There's a great movie out of Brazil that I watched, uh, called skull, the mask, check out that review. Um, but yeah, go check all that stuff out. And then also to follow me on Twitch at terrible terrorist, twitch.tv slash terrible terrors, uh, where there's horror games on Monday right now. I'm playing scorn, I think I'm going to go back to Cult of the Lamb in a little bit. Um, I signed up for something to see maybe if I can get Twitch drops active on my channel so that people can come by and get some Twitch drops. Um, and then check out the uh, latest podcast, yeah, uh, episode number 200 of the Terrible Pod Terror Podcast um, <laughs> was cursed. And it was funny because I just lost track of uh, you know what is going on with everything in the terms of that podcast and i like the numbers like oh holy crap it's going to be this it's going to be that so there's something special at the end of that podcast you can go check it out 
and um if uh if you really really want to uh for that but uh yeah definitely a lot of a lot of fun going on in that episode and then the new one is going to be on the hills of eyes that's going to end the west craven month because that's possibly my favorite west craven movie ever um and one of his bests so make sure that you go check it out and uh i guess if there's nothing else i'll leave you with a song and of course peace bitches
on the front line Don't worry, I'll be fine The story is just beginning I say goodbye to my weakness So long to regret 